Stern reveal new Foo Fighters game. American Pinball teases Galactic Tank Force game. Multimorphic teases new Scott Denisi game. And Jersey Jack teases the new Godfather game. Hi! <laughs> I can't go really higher than that. <laughs> My name is Jonathan Houston. I'm the editor of uh, Pinball Magazine, joined by... Uh, Martin Ave here of uh, Editor of Pinball News, and we're here to look back at all the excitement that took place in the month of February 2023 and a little bit of March as well, because we're including a little bit of news that's uh, almost breaking as we're recording this, which is uh, on the 3rd of March. Yes. Um, so uh, we'll bring you that a little bit later, but yeah. um, it's so, been it's been a, a busy month, I'd say. Yeah, you? you think February is going to be a slow month, but it seems like there's quite a few uh, manufacturers who are uh, preparing themselves to launch games either ahead of Texas Pinball Festival or at Texas Pinball Festival, which is the last weekend of March. Um, that's right yes and uh and we both plan to be there of course for that yeah but if, uh, if, if flight rates uh, drop tremendously <laughs> like 60 percent or so <laughs> yeah it's not looking good for you i'm glad i, I locked my uh, my deal in early and i uh, got my flight so i'm definitely going to be there but hopefully john's going to be joining me there oh, so I we so do our uh, so you think you know pimple quiz together yeah uh, and I'll, else you I'll have to do it by it yourself. Yeah. Well, or, or we'll be doing it on Zoom or Teams or... It will be the first Skyfall. international So You Think You Know Pinball Quiz. Yeah. Transatlantic edition. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, but, um, uh, but hopefully not. And um, yes, as you were saying, um, well, at Texas, I think we're going to be having at least four new games there. Yeah, and, and possibly uh, even six or seven. Yeah. Yes, we'll uh, we'll come on to what some of those might be a little bit later, but uh, we, we can probably start straight away because we don't want to waste too much time. We've got a lot to get through in this particular pincast. Uh, okay. Stern uh, pinball, yes, yeah, Stern. So, uh, well, big big story uh, from them is the release of their their Foo Fighters game, which was uh, preempted by a couple of video teasers. I mean, this seems to be the the trend now. Yeah. You, know, you don't you don't just announce a game anymore. Um, yeah, we'll hype it for a couple of days. Yeah, or or at least you know, a week, a um, couple of weeks in in some cases. Uh, some some games might actually that, that, that are being teased now from other manufacturers might only be revealed come uh, Texas show. So in um, what three weeks time, pretty much. Yeah. So, so uh, but it's worth of teasing. So and on that subject of teasing, and I know everybody is waiting for the news on Foo Fighters, but apparently, uh, let's say, just say, Foo Fighters looks like a kick-ass game. Pardon my French. I um, yes. Yeah, and... Yeah, it's got some um, nice, nice design features. But anyway, yes. If, if so, people only have uh, uh, a budget to buy one game, I see why other manufacturers are trying to get people to uh, not spend their money yet because they hope they want to change their opinion on... Well, maybe not get Foo Fighters, but get their game. Well, timing is, is critical in this, I guess. Um, but uh, Stern were first to show their hand. Um, and as, as we said, there were a couple of tease videos, one of which just uh, sort of said um, fighting soon and just um, basically revealed that the title was Foo Fighters. 
the second one was actually the second video of theirs was actually released on the day that uh, they released details of the whole game right which was a much longer a video sort of setting out the the storyline to the game which is um there's this alien Are you overlord yeah yeah uh, which uh, the three fighters then um assemble um a uh, a fighting machine to defeat them and save the earth by touring various venues across the US. And not, to, gigs, not and to forget about saving rock and roll. Oh, that's well, yeah, because I mean, obviously, that's more important than the planet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that, that was the tease. And that, I'd say that last tease uh, video came out on the morning of uh, the of Tuesday, the 28th of February. Uh, with the full announcement coming out um, just uh, around midday. Yeah, hours later. Yes, um, American time, of course. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's um, it's a design by uh, Jack Danger, with art by Zombietti. Software lead is uh, Tanya Kleiss. Um, yeah. And I understand Raymond Davidson as well is working on that game. Yeah, it's, a, it's quite a heavy team. Um, I didn't write down all the names, uh, but they are all featured in a... Um, a special Twitch stream that Jack Danger held. Uh, I think actually he did two. One with uh, LE, a limited edition gameplay. That was the first one. And mm-hmm. there was also one uh, with uh, pro uh, gameplay, which is actually uh, rather quick for Stern because usually we have to wait weeks uh, before we get to see gameplay while the game is already being sold. Yeah, um, it was actually quite unusual the reveal in in many ways, apart from the teasers, in that they they announced the the set list of the fifteen music tracks from uh, the Foo Fighters that are included in the game before right. the game was was shown, and then they also announced a a reveal timetable as yeah, well, of which, what which was going to be went up in smoke immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of did because it. It said that they were going to reveal the LE first and then reveal, reveal the Pro and then the Premium after that. But then later they, they said, well, we're going to show all of them on the, at the start. But the, uh, the timetable for streaming and um, doing live action of, uh, of the game itself was kept to, I think. So uh, obviously worked it out well in advance. So uh, good scheduling and good, good planning there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Stern. Also, because we've seen releases from Stern where there were no flyers present or the game was revealed, but... Um, well, no assets available, that kind of stuff. We've seen that in the past, and uh, this time everything was spot on. Uh, everything available on the website, uh, videos, everything, uh, flyers as well for uh, three different models. Um, so good work uh, in that department, uh, the promotion uh, department, I suppose. Yeah, certainly a, a bit of a contrast to the James Bond reveal for the, from the previous game, where it was, uh, shall we say, piecemeal and patchy, and uh, obviously a little rushed, shall we say, let's put it that way. But I'm no doubt by the licensor uh, with the uh, this James Bond 60th anniversary celebrations going on. The game was was shown before it was ready, and and released in fact before it was ready. But um, certainly none of that with um, with Foo Fighters. So yeah, congratulations to everybody involved. It looks like a a really good game. Some very nice and unusual playfield features. Um, I wouldn't say unique necessarily, but uh, features we haven't seen on Stone Games before. Yeah. And um, Jack Dane did, did a, a very good job with it. And uh, Zombie Yeti art all over it, of course. Um, yeah. Very distinctive. 
um, three different art packages for the three different models. A, a lot of work gone into that. And um, although interestingly, I think the general consensus seems to be that the Pro model has the most attractive um, cabinet and back glass package mm. on it. Um, which is uh, strange. You think the LE would have that, but uh, the, anyway, the LE um, is limited to a thousand this time. Pricing on the game is um, basically six thousand for the Pro, um, nine thousand seven hundred. This is dollars, of course. Six uh, seven thousand dollars for the Pro, nine thousand seven hundred for the Premium, and thirteen thousand for the limited edition. Uh, as I say, limited to a thousand. And um, when it was released, well, when information was released at midday on the uh, sorry, it's eleven o'clock, wasn't it, on the twenty eighth of uh, February? Then there's a limited number of LE mach- uh, machines were available to purchase through the Stern web shop for those people who are paid up all access members of Stern Insider Connect. And, and they sold out. Yeah, of course, because there weren't very many of them, and and also. Um, you had to live, it was only available to buyers in the US. So, uh, anybody else, um, you had to go through your distributor and hope that uh, they, they had their allocation if you wanted a limited edition. Of course, pro and premium, not limited at all. Right. Now, if you want to get an idea for what this game is like, okay, basically think like Attack from Mars meets a rock band pinball. And then it, there you have it. In theme? Yes. Yes. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, and, so you, uh, so so you've got fifteen music tracks in it. Obviously, an awful lot of buy-in from uh, the surviving members of the the band, which is good. Um, there's uh, going to be lot. Well, there's lots of custom speech recorded, and um, I think it's just uh, you know, and, and it's they seem to have got a good number of a good amount of assets to use uh, video-wise because it's uh, it's not. It's not done like um, no, JJP's Guns N' Roses where it's a concert footage. It's all cartoon-style characters yeah. on the play field, on the um, screen, I should say, and on the play field. So um, not not a concert as such, but a, a story. No, but Foo Fighters is an interesting band. Uh, they do uh, stuff that, that they are known for doing, uh, um, going into town with the van and, and, and hyping their concert and that kind of stuff, which is... Uh, part of the, the game um, and uh, the, well there's videos of, the, of, of that kind of stuff circulating on the internet as well uh, so it's not, not your traditional rock band with uh, uh, big egos and uh, no it mm. doesn't seem to be like that So and then there's uh, of course the, the, the alien element in the game um, where you're battling uh, against this overlord um, uh, but theme aside, I think Jack Danger really deserves a compliment for such a creative layout. Absolutely, I think there's some, some as I said before, there's some very interesting design elements in there. Yeah, you know, things abs- like kicking targets, things like the uh, sta- uh, stand-up targets in the in lanes. As well, that's a new yeah, thing. The, the dead a, post on the and, and when you issue. see it, you're like, why did nobody else think of that before? Yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember whether I've seen that before anywhere else, and I think I, I've, I think I probably haven't actually. Yeah, not no. that particular feature, not the no. stand-ups. I was, I was kind of wondering what they were for. Whether they were for you know, if you if you shat the in lanes as they call it, where you shoot the ball up the in lane and hit the target. 
uh, by flipping it on the very, very, very end of the flipper, which you obviously do in a lot of uh, older games in order to roll the ball over the uh, in-lane lanes right. and, and uh, light the in-lanes and, uh, in a safe-ish way. Um, but is it for that, or does the ball hit that target when it comes down the in-lane anyway? Um, and is it a replacement for no, a roller? It, well, it, not if it rolls down from the top in the in the usual way. If you catch the ball uh, with the flipper, then it rolls back. So it only hits when you when you catch the ball and it rolls back into the in lane. Okay, but can you nudge the game if the ball's coming down the in lane so it hits that target? I don't, yeah. don't think so. Uh, I didn't pay too much attention to it on the uh, uh, the Twitch stream that that uh, has been uh, available now for a couple of days. Um, but that's just one of the uh, oh, yeah. uh, in- innovative features. And then there's this uh, basically a bang back, but sort of legalized or... Um, hmm. Yeah, as part uh, of the gameplay now. It's, yeah. There's an up post, which pops up on the left in lane as the ball is... If the ball's coming out down lane. fast enough... Sorry, out lane, yes, quite right. The ball's coming down fast enough, you can hit the post. Um, if you're holding the left flipper up, then it can roll under that and onto the, onto the right flipper right. Uh, in the normal sort of death save manner. And uh, be- it makes it part of uh, part of the gameplay rather than being a an yeah. outlawed feature, which uh, or frowned upon, should we say, in uh, in casual play and uh, illegal in in tournament play usually. Right. But uh, how that's going to work in? Uh, I guess it would just be disabled, or or is part of the game. It's part of the game. Yeah. I, I mean, it's awarding points as well if you if you do it successfully. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's part of the game, uh, so you're supposed to do it, you know, and you don't have to to uh, to to drive your knee into the coin door to get. <laughs> yes, that's right, or, or damage the game at all. So that's good. Um, and th- so it has a an upper play field on the premium and limited edition, not on the pro, uh, with a fourth flipper uh, for for those two games. And uh, it actually looks like quite an interesting upper playfield as well. You know, it's uh, it's not just a simple. Uh, it reminded me of the. I think it's the second level on um, uh, Pinball Circus, the Pinball uh, Red. Oh right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then that has a little mini playfield where, uh, but with a big flipper, where you can make the same loop shot as you have on Foo Fighters, but you can also. Uh, uh, shoot the ball up to a ramp. Yeah, up to the next is, level. Yeah. yeah. So. Yes, I know it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was nice to have that, that diverter in uh, on the upper playfield that allows you to to loop it or not loop it. Right. So. Yeah, which is so, a, a it nice. It's like a, a very flowy game, mm-hmm. uh, very fast, uh, which goes well with the very energetic uh, music of the Foo Fighters. Um, if you're a fan of the of the band, um, upon the launch of a ball, you can select a track, um, not from all 15, because a few are reserved for uh, for modes and wizard modes, as mm-hmm. well, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like 9 or 11 that you can uh, choose from. And uh, basically, that's then your uh, main music throughout the game until you select another song at the launch of a new ball. Right. So, and then modes have their own... Uh, uh, music and uh, and so on. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's that's uh, has probably covered pretty much everything within uh, Foo Fighters that we we can talk about without showing things visually. Right. So, um, 
I'll move on. Yeah. Any, any other stern news? Um, well, there's been a few tweaks to Insider Connected features. There's a new high game score percentile showing how your high scores on each game compare to other people's, if you are into that kind of stat. Um, and your uh, player profile stats XP meter, which shows how your, uh, your total experience compares to other people, if uh, you care about that. So I know there are, there are it's a it's a very wide range of people who are really seriously into collecting all the achievements and keeping an eye on all their uh, or constantly looking at uh, how their profile is performing and a whole bunch of other people who couldn't give a damn one way or the other about insider connected and have no no interest whatsoever. But uh, if you uh, if you are interested in it, then uh, you have those new features added and. Okay. Some new code, which John oh, will be delighted great. about, because yeah. we know how much he loves new code. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, it uh, improves the game, so that's good. Um, it, it does. And, uh, at some point, it makes you wonder why they bothered releasing the game with the code as it came out well, in the we first place. Well, we get back place, to what we were talking about earlier, about uh, prem- premature release, maybe, for, for some of these titles. Uh, but... Um, well, day, uh, but, but if you six anyway, um, that that had new code, but uh, on the on the February the twenty third, but it's just bug fixes, and I don't think anybody's got the game anyway, so they wouldn't really know about it. So uh, we won't won't go, won't go into that. Uh, right. The the uh, more cornerstone version of uh, James Bond, which uh, that came out with a new update on the 9th of February, which uh, had quite a lot of changes to various features. There's nothing too significant. Lots of bug fixes and uh, variations in the way that some of the existing features work. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't, didn't fix all the bugs in that um, 0.86. In fact, introduced a couple, which caused the game to crash. So Stern, no, credit to them, as soon as they found out there were issues that caused the game to lock up, um, rushed out a, a quick new update, version 0.87, two days later. Seems to, like one of the coders got called, called get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> You're not going home tonight until you fix this. <laughs> well, you can't have uh, games uh, being operated and, uh, and uh, hanging or uh, crashing. So, uh, no, so that was, that's an emergency job to fix that. Uh, right. So that's um, 0.87 on James Bond and Godzilla 104 um, on the beginning of the month, 9th of February. Uh, had quite a lot of changes. Uh, I won't go into them all because there's actually quite quite, quite a few. But um, there's some uh, lots of nice new uh, light shows, um, some secret combos added, some city combos, and uh, a new carnage bonus. Um, was a problem with that where it wasn't getting dis- um, ordered properly, and locks, uh, some just lighting effects on that kind of thing, and um, some new system updates. So anyway. Just basic stuff that uh, everyone who's got a Godzilla should upgrade to the latest version in order to get those. And that's all the code updates from Stern Pinball for the, or, uh, for February. Okay, so I, I have a little side note uh, re- uh, related to Stern Pinball and the uh, James Bond 60th anniversary uh, uh, edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stern Pinball did release a uh, flyer digitally, but according to uh, uh, sources... Uh, my sources within the company, they haven't printed it because it's a game that's only available in 500 units and they sold out immediately. So why bother printing a flyer for that? Mm-hmm. Um, Fair but, enough. Yeah. But, but the Dutch Pitbull Association will actually be printing that flyer, albeit in an uh, A-size 
format and not yeah, the let, let size. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, A4, mm-hmm. and um, uh, that will be included with the uh, upcoming spinner magazine. Um, so collectors of flyers, uh, well, they should probably, if if you want that flyer to be part of your uh, collection, then. Uh, and it will presumably uh, and have the uh, the NFV logo on it. Yes, yeah. it will. Yes, mm-hmm. and the and the and the, the the paper size is slightly different. But, yeah, but that's easy with that uh, uh, flyer because the background is back, so it's easy to. Oh to, right. So anyway, so I just figured I mentioned that as well, um, and um, good. so now we, now we can move on to uh, Pimple Brothers, I suppose. Okay. Well, yeah. um, uh, before before we oh, do yeah. that, okay. um, you pointed out something to me which you completely have forgotten to mention to our listeners. <laughs> have I? Oh yes, you're right. Yes. Now I was just going because I, I I upload all these uh, pincasts to the Pimple News website, as I believe you do you, to uh, the Pimple Magazine one as yeah, well. Yeah, well, whenever I get to it. Well, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I try and do it as quickly as possible, but uh, yeah. if, if, if you don't get them from our, our normal supply, uh, then you can always get them from our respective websites. But in doing that, I was counting back and wondering how many of these particular pincasts we've done, excluding our special bonus ones, which uh, tend to be interviews with various uh, pinball personalities, luminaries, and uh, and famous people. And right. I noticed that this is our 60th anniversary pincast. This is number 60. So we've wow. been doing this for five years as of today. Oh, my today. God. I know. Five years wasted. <laughs> yeah, well, we've only recorded them. I mean, if anybody's been listening for five years, I think they definitely deserve some kind of medal or uh, psychiatric treatment or something, you know. Um, well, uh, then, then what do we give Gary Flower, who has been trying to get on our show for five years now? You're right, he has. Well, I tell you what we should do. We should we should definitely make sure he gets on this episode. Okay, well, I mean, Gary, all if, episodes. If you're, if you're listening, of course, call, call, call in now and and we'll get you on the show. Straight on air, whatever we're doing at the time, we will stop and bring you into the pincast straight away. Okay, so we, there's there's the offer. Okay, we um, I'm sure I'm sure he will call in at some point during the program, but you will know when it happens. Because we will uh, we will bring him to you straight. Pause automatically whatever we are talking about and get him on. Uh, Absolutely right, and thank uh, you for reminding me. Yes, yeah. I had I'd forgotten about. Um, I'd forgotten that I'd forgotten. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? But you were saying we were just moving on to Pinball Brothers. So, right. so Gary, yes. if you want to call in now, uh, it'll be a good time. <laughs> so no? okay. okay so uh well um, looking at the uh, okay so i'm looking at a screen with uh, uh martin and i are both looking at the same screen on different computers of course <laughs> we're, we're uh, uh, on on in different countries actually, actually as we record this yes isn't, um, isn't technology wonderful yes it is so um pinball Bronze queen pinball is uh, their latest games uh they've been uh, shipping that out it's available from uh, various european uh, um, distributors, I would say, mm-hmm. um, and they did the first live stream of Queen from the Dutch Pinball Museum uh, in Rotterdam, uh, which was uh, made possible by uh, RS Pinball from Austria, uh, and um, I believe that game is also now, uh, at least for the upcoming weeks or months, 
part of the permanent uh, collection of the Dutch Pinball Museum. So get that out of the way. And if you're inter- if you happen to be in the Netherlands and you want to play a Queen game, uh, you can play it there. I believe uh, uh, Pinball Universe in Germany also has a model in their shop available to play. Um, and um, um, while that game is being built by Prodetti, um, I understood, and uh, I'm not sure whether we understood it correctly, I thought that Pedretti and um, uh, Pimble Brothers, who are sort of merging, mm-hmm. already moved into their new facility. Um, according to a post earlier last month, February, they are in the midst of moving, so there are still work to be done, apparently. Yes. Um, um, there's some details on, on that uh, uh, new building. Um, you mind sharing these with us? Well, 1,500, 15, yeah, 1500 square meters, apparently. This is the, uh, the Euro Pinball Company um, headquarters, which is the, uh, the joint venture between um, Pedretti Gaming and Pinball Brothers. And uh, they say it'll give them increased factory space, and uh, and and they say the production capacity you have all been waiting for. Well, there you go. We've all been waiting for it. Okay, I and wasn't aware I was waiting for well, it. Well, but... it was it's so so uh, so much bigger. You didn't even know you were waiting for it. And um, but now you'll see that um, they will be able to uh, increase the amount of space and manpower in order to produce uh, between eighty and one hundred and twenty games a month. So uh, what's that? It's around about twenty to thirty games a week, I suppose. Okay. Well, that's not bad. No, that's pretty good. Uh, so they have two assembly lines. I, I know of other manufacturers who could take an example by that. <laughs> well, yes, yes, that's right. They've got two assembly lines, um, which seems to be a, a good number to have. They can run simultaneously to allow two different titles. So they could be doing uh, Alien and Queen at the same time, or Queen and whatever the next title they're going to produce is. And and they say, stay tuned for lots of exciting things to come from our partnership. Okay. And uh, they're just getting settled in at the moment and should be uh, fully up to speed before too much longer. Although I I don't want to put words in their mouth because um, I don't know their particular situation, but um, I think it's still... Still, the case that just about every manufacturer out there is struggling for parts at the moment. Right. Okay. Yeah. That none of them are running at the capacity that they could be running at or want to be running at. They're still right. waiting for particularly electronic parts to come in, and um, and those parts they do get are often very expensive, and um, far more than they were originally planning. So there are a few companies I think, and I don't want to name any of them in particular, who set a price for their games and um, and are building them, but have seen huge increases in the price of the components and are having to swallow that and uh, maybe maybe a little, little struggling in some aspects. But uh, we will see price increases happening, I'm sure, and we may get onto that a little bit later in this particular pincast. Right. In the no. meantime, we talk about Queen, so there's uh, certainly been some new code for them that came out on the 15th of I February. I was waiting for that. Yeah, I bet you were. Yeah, um, yeah, quite a lot of changes actually, and um, too many to go through all at once. But um, there are many improvements to lighting effects throughout the game, um, better end of ball bonus choreography, uh, a few, quite a lot of bugs fixed, um, 
And many effects, uh, sound effects and fanfares uh, improved and some changes to rules for multi-ball and um, various modes. So anyway, won't go through them all because it's too much. Sounds like a lot of uh, choreography changes to yeah, the game. Yeah, it's polish, I think, at this stage. You know, the basic game is there and they're polishing it up and rounding off the rough edges to the game um, which you know fair enough uh, when you make changes to these things um, you're bound to encounter a few issues which uh, and, and, you know, and I'm sure owners of the game have uh, been feeding back things that they would like to see change or, or tweet in the game and, uh, and I'm sure uh, People Brothers are, are keen to, uh, to make the game the best it can be and, uh, and there will be more updates coming soon yeah, and speaking of updates, uh, Alien also received a code update, 3.2, uh, which uh, changed video initialization to address the black screen issue on PowerUp. I had no idea it was there, but apparently it was. Yes, I've seen that before, yeah. You know, you turn the game on and the uh, the um, uh, playful monitor um, over the lock um, doesn't come up. Ah, okay. Mm. Well, it's been fixed. Good. Let's hope it has. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that wraps it up for Spooky, uh, for um, Pedretti. No, nope. uh, try again. Pimble Brothers. Yeah. Pimble Brothers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> third time the charm. So, um, let's move on immediately to uh, at least. No, Gary. No, 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 no. Come no? on, Gary. Come on. Hurry yeah. up. So, um, I say, uh, let's move on to Spooky Pinball. I think that's a good idea, yes. Obviously, um, Scooby-Doo was announced um, last month, so we, we covered that in, in some depth. And uh, now they have been uh, busy building them, and the game is is out there, really. It's been delivered to buyers already. So, uh, congratulations to Spooky and to those people who were, who were quick off the mark in, in ordering the game when it was announced, or when it went on sale, I should say. Um, they are going to have a big display, they say, at the Texas Pinball Festival with lots of Scooby games and also an actual mystery machine van will be there. And um, But before that, they will be at the uh, Louisville Arcade Expo, which will, which is taking place next weekend on the uh, March the 10th to 11th, I think. And they'll be there with, uh, with a big bunch of Scooby games as well. So if you haven't... Uh, had a chance to play the game yet and I suspect most people haven't and you are available to go to the Louisville Arcade Expo then uh, that's the place to get your your fill of Scooby-Doo where are you? Right, so and in the meantime while you were uh, uh, saying this I checked the uh, uh, Spooky Pinball shop Oh. Scooby-Doo apparently is still not sold out so if you're interested in the game uh, you might still be able to, to get one Oh, okay. That's uh, what was it limited to? Was it fifteen hundred or no, no, no? Uh, oh, nineteen sixty-nine or something. Yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah. Yes, that's right. The year that the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but um, yeah. So, uh, understandably, that they are uh, bringing the game to shows. In a, uh, mm, yes. And if if you like the game, you might still be able to buy one, which is uh, different than with a lot of previous spooky games. So, um, trying to turn a negative into a positive here. Um, yeah, I wonder how long the wait will be from placing an order now to actually getting your game. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't recall seeing any estimates, although I do have to say, Spooky, they did the, the, the run for Halloween and Ultraman in 
little over a year, I'd say. So if you're on, if 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 you're late ordering the game, then you might be waiting a year for mm. it. But uh, with the production limited to uh, less than two thousand, um, well, unless uh, something bad happens, uh, production might uh, uh, stall. But in uh, from the way that it looks now. Uh, uh, maybe a year and a half. At well, I mean, a one year wait is not unusual these days, and uh, and, and some yeah. some people have been waiting significantly longer. Particularly yeah, but, and, and the Catcher's Canyon limited edition, for instance. Yeah, which has partly to do with uh, a parcel being available. Yeah, exactly as I was saying earlier. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, no, uh, up and running, a spooky pinball, and. Um, uh, well, good luck uh, promoting the game, and we hope to see them at the uh, Texas Pinball Festival, of course. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like going to have a, a big display there and go, go large on Scooby. So, uh, uh, look forward to seeing that. And uh, they've also got and, some and, and, some some uh, some other things for sale as well, apart from games. Is that right? Is that, is that right? <laughs> uh, I understand there's some some playfields that might be. Uh, oh, oh right, up yeah. No, uh, I'm not sure if they still have any uh, any left, but I understood that there are some uh, seconds playfields, which are basically they have a few minor scratches or stuff like that. And so, and they were uh, selling these in their uh, spooky shop, um, and uh, not sure whether they sold out yet. Uh, didn't didn't okay. keep an eye on that. It was uh, early February, I think. Yeah, well, head on over to uh, spookypinball.com and uh, have a look in their web shop, see if they've got a, a bargain. Yeah, make sure that you have the right website, because I think the there's still two floating around, the new one and the old one. Oh, really? On. Still? Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. So, anyway, so, but, um, well, we're talking about a, a big display uh, at the Texas Pinball Festival. One mm. company always known to do so is Multimorphic. That's right. Yes. So, well, their their home show, pretty much, you know, being yeah. based down uh, towards Austin at uh, Round Rock, and uh, they they've traditionally had a very impressive display of uh, well, starting off with homebrew games before Multimorphics restarted making much of their own P3 games. But since the P3 has been uh, been out there, I think every year their uh, their display has been getting bigger and better. And the number of machines, I think, was at least eight, maybe ten machines some years they have at uh, the Texas show, including some head-to-head games. I remember the um, the, um, CCR, Cosmic Kart Racing game, for instance, head-to-head games there, looking very impressive. Yeah, they're they're, they're connected through internet uh, games. Yeah, that's right. And now, of course, they've uh, they've got a a large repertoire of uh, playfield modules, for the P3 and uh, and games to go with them, and they have been teasing their next one as well. Yes. So so we're still in the middle of production of Weird Al uh, Museum of Natural Hilarity, mm-hmm. uh, in case you were wondering. Yes, but well <laughs> but um, the uh, uh, um, there's a teaser out there for an upcoming uh, playfield module and game that goes with it um, with um, uh, uh, Scott Denisi uh, who we, everybody loves for uh, Total Nuclear Annihilation and uh, Rick and Morty mm-hmm. um, where he has been appointed creative director sound designer and music composer so it's going to sound like TNA um, but uh, uh, well, the creative director um in a recent video, um, 
I think it was uh, Stephen Silver who said that uh, they don't really have uh, playfield designers at um, uh, Multimorphic because, well, two-thirds of the playfield is already designed, and that's the same for every game. That's the bottom two-thirds of the playfield. It's only the playfield module that mm. can be designed, and that's where all the... Uh, uh, creativity has to uh, take place. So. But well, um, well, there, is, there, there is the potential to put some things over the lower part of the playfield. Have we seen that before oh, yeah. with cross yeah. playfield? Yeah. And yeah. also, uh, no extra flippers as well down right. there. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So, but of course, Scott Denisi is uh, not working alone on this game. He's uh, 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 helped a lot by uh, Bowen Karens for rules, Michael Ocean uh, doing the programming of the game. Uh, Rory Kermuda, or Sir Muda, I'm not sure how you Sir Muda, I believe. Yeah, okay. Video graphics. Mm -hmm. uh, TJ Weaver, who is a, a very popular mechanical engineer. Yeah, works on pretty much all the games, I think. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jonathan uh, uh, Bergeron is the uh, artist for the game, so he does the, the artwork uh, for, uh, on the, uh, uh, I suppose, Playfield and Display. Uh, yeah, and also the cabinet um, detail, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, panels, that they, the magnetic so, panels they can put on the, the side as well. So, and what I, ended, uh, um, uh, I remember watching the teaser video, which had some TNA style of music, I would say, a, a typical uh, Scott Denise yeah. electronic uh, yeah. music on it, uh, under it. So, um, that's what's coming. Um, the only other thing that we know about this teaser video is that the game has a code name, mm. which is Carbon. And it's an original theme as right. well. It's not licensed. So, so. And, of course, with Texas Pinball Festival coming up, we're expecting this game at least to be available and possibly be reviewed ahead of Texas Pinball Festival. So. Yes, I think Multimorphic have a... Uh, a uh, seminar slot on Friday night. So that's the point at which we would expect it to be revealed if it hasn't been done before. But um, I just say they are teasing various aspects of it as everybody is now. So uh, whether the whole game will be revealed before Texas and that will be the first chance to play it or whether it will, uh, the whole thing will be revealed there, we don't know. But um, that does seem to be a, uh, a popular place to reveal your games, as we will talk about in a few minutes. Right. So, uh, in the meantime, I'm trying to look up uh, the events for Texas Pinball Festival to see oh. who else are doing seminars on Friday. Well, I know I know one company who certainly is, um, who um, we are going to talk about a little bit later. We can talk about them now, if you like. Um, and that is uh, American Pinball, who have a 5 p.m. slot on Friday, which was um, not saying, not saying they've taken it from from anybody else, but uh, that used to be our slot, didn't it? Or was it at six o'clock on uh, on Friday? No, it used to be on at six. You're right. Well, it used to be the it used to be the the first um, of the seminars. Yeah, uh, we used but, to open the, basically open the show. Yeah, in the bar, which is the best place yeah. to open it, to be honest. And um, but now there's so many seminars going on that the American Pinball are uh, before that at five o'clock, which is the same time I think as the hall opens. Uh, 
yes, to the public. Correct. Yes. So I suspect American Pinball will be revealing a game during their seminar. They haven't already yeah. revealed it by that stage. And then when the hall opens, people will be able to play it. Right. I, think, I think what happened before is a, they've shown a game um, and then once it's been shown in the seminar, then it gets rolled out to their stand um, within the main hall and then people can play it. Right. So, which seems like a good way of doing it. But I, no, I'm, this is not confirmed. Uh, but anyway, talking about but, games, but they have we're been getting ahead of ourselves a bit. Well, they have been teasing a new uh, game uh, that started with a, uh, a teaser image, uh, followed by a, uh, a video. The teaser image also um, contained a new logo for American Pinball. Uh, which on their website not has not been incorporated yet, but um, no, as I understand it, this uh, this new logo is designed by Christopher Franchi, yeah. who is doing the artwork on the, on this new game. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't think he, he didn't do the animation; somebody else did the animation of it. But um, it's certainly his design. Um, it's well, it's typically American. Um, it's a a nice sort of badge design. I think it works well. And it was, it took up as, um, I'd say, at least as much time in the in the first teaser um, as the actual information about the game. Yeah, which didn't really say anything very much. But yeah, no. Well, okay, I'll let you discuss what well, it said. Well, that was the uh, first. That was the first tease. But then there was a second tease, which um, was more informative about the game and uh, revealed who was which actors were would be appearing in it. Um. Now, it's interesting that American Pinball just say Game 5. They don't refer to the title of the right. game at and that then point. At, at that point, yes. <laughs> no. And they go through and say, we're revealing Game 5, and then they list four actors who are taking part in it. And then at the end, um, they say, all fun for all the family and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then at the very end, it's just the um, a sort of copyright line which says um, trademark Galactic Tank Force, right? Uh, American Pinball. And you think, okay, so you've revealed the title. Why didn't you put it in the teaser rather right. than saying Game Five? That's right. So, what it so, is. <laughs> so from now on, we can refer to it as Galactic Tank Force. Yes, uh, which is interesting because. Um, well, you and I have yeah. visited Dennis Nordman years ago um, at his home. And at that point, he already was working on a tank game. Yes, he and Paul Reno together were yes. uh, working in Dennis' garage on a couple of games. One of which went on to be the, um, the, the baseball game, which was produced by Valley Dynamo briefly. Right. And, uh, and the other one of which was uh, this tank game. Which uh, which you were just talking about, and that seems to be what, um, or a version of that has has ended up as American Pinball now. A new as, iter- iteration, yes, yes. Uh, which will have a, a non-standard cabinet. Let's call it that. Well, it'll have. I'm not sure how non-standard it'll be. It'll, whether it will be an add-on to a, a standard cabinet to make it more tanky. Which is the idea? When we went to see it, the idea was that when the when the back box was folded down, it looked like a tank. Right. Okay. It kind of had a turret shape for the back box and a, a well, a general sort of tank shape to it. But you know how how 
how often is the back box folded down on a game? Yeah, yeah that's when true. you're shipping it, and that's about it. Or, yeah, and but then you put the game on his back so yeah. anyway, so I, so it's an upright tank, which doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, but um, anyway, we'll see. We will wait to see exactly how it turns out. But it does seem to have sort of like side panels on the cabinet, which look more like the sort of tracks that would be on a on a tank. Right. So it, it has a more of a, a tank profile to it, but uh, I'm not sure whether that's going to be on every game or whether it's be on the higher end games or available as an add-on. If that's what you wish to purchase, as a, like almost like a topper but a, a cider, if you like. So anyway, we do know the game is designed by Dennis Nordman. Um, yes, we do with artwork art, by Christopher Frenchy. Yeah, artwork by Christopher Frenchy, indeed. Um, I don't know who do, who is doing video. Uh, interestingly, Josh Kugler mentioned on uh, Pinside that he has, uh, although he hasn't been working for American Pinball for almost a year now, uh, he was very involved in the development of the game up to the point where he was let go. So, um, uh, sounds to me like he's still not too pleased that he uh, is no longer part of that uh, company or uh, the, the game design team. Mm. Um, yeah, surprising, but, yeah. Yeah, but it, um, uh, he was very uh, um, positive about the, uh, the Galactic Tank Force uh, game design. So, and um, yeah, I'm trying to look up in my notes in the meantime. I can't do two things at the same time, <laughs> you know how that goes. So. Yeah, well, the interesting thing I thought was um, in the tease, the most recent tease, there was, it's, as I said before, it listed four actors who were appearing in the game. And I assumed that they would be voice actors. Um, but um, having put that in my original article on the Pinball News site, I was contacted by American Pinball and said, they're not just voice actors. So after a little back and forth, it turns out they are actually doing this almost sort of like live action character acting within the, within the game, which to me, as far as I can remember, is... A first, I can't think of a game where you've actually got video assets of uh, original characters being played by actors and basically um, playing out the story on the right. screen for you. Okay, well, that's interesting indeed. Um, well, not not as as you know, cartoon or treated versions or motion capture, but actually, you know, videoed characters. Right, uh, videoed actors, I should say. Or is this actors uh, uh, with sensors on their body and no, moving in a certain no. way that that no, it's, card it's not animated. motion capture. No, okay, okay. No, they well, are actually acting. Ooh. So I think, think to me that's that's interesting. I, I remember certain video games that have been like that. Uh, there was uh, sort of like a holographic game where you had um, characters or actors um, in a sort of very sort of circular arena playing out roles. Um, which I think was done with a laser disc back then. This is going back into the I don't know what the early nineties, I suppose, or maybe late eighties. But um, can't, well, I mean, we haven't had video screens in in pinballs for that long. But uh, yeah. this seems like a, a new development. I'd be very interested to see how well, it, it plays out and make sure it, it doesn't get old. That's all. Um, there's a very good reason why this is a new element. Um, this is an original theme, so exactly. there's no footage available. So you have to dive, uh, be creative and think of how can you get footage to put on a screen. And this is one way to do it. 
Yeah, well, that's one of the big challenges of having an original uh, theme is to actually build up some characters within it that you, you know, feel attached to or care about and uh, want want to um, interact with. So hopefully they they will be uh, you know suitably uh, engaging, so I say. And you know, and you feel as if you're part of the story rather than you're you're watching a play being played out in front of you. Right. Okay. So well, it depends on how good you can play, of course. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, how far through it you get, but uh, certainly plenty of uh, options. And, and uh, you know, as we've seen before, you know, when, or I should say, what we've heard before, when people record um, voice calls for games, they tend to tend to do the same types of calls in multiple different ways, so it doesn't get boring. Repeating the same. Yeah, you know, it's like extra ball, extra ball, extra ball, you know, all that kind of stuff. Extra ball! <laughs> exactly. Well, not like that, maybe, but uh, yeah. Um, but they always tend to do things in multiple different ways, so they can, they can do different versions of it all the way through. But if you have to do all that in, in acting as well, uh, right. you wonder whether that, um, particularly if you're interacting with another character, if, you, if you're doing you know, two people in a scene... You, it's a lot harder to do the same kind of scene multiple different ways. But anyway, we'll see what they come up with, because uh, this is going to be a, a groundbreaking uh, game, I think. Uh, but we'll have to probably have to wait. Yeah, till, well, not too uh, long, because apparently there is a teaser scheduled for this Saturday, which is yeah. today. So, uh, well, we haven't seen it yet, of course, because uh, we're ahead in Europe of uh, of American hours, and this podcast will be released before the teaser uh, becomes available. But there will be a new teaser today, I'm, so check. I'm check not out. sure it's going to be a video, though. I think it might might be some might be more informational. Shall we Sounds say? like you know more. Well, no, I, I just been told that it it uh, it may not be a video. I think, oh. but when I was told, I'm not sure it was necessarily. I'm just no. referring to it as a teaser. Yes. Absolutely. Could be Everything anything. Yeah. It's all the rage these days, putting out teasers. Yeah, keep uh, keep an eye on the American Pinball uh, Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you'll find out soon enough, I suppose. Absolutely, if, if not uh, already there. So that was, uh, I think that's pretty much covered everything uh, from American Pinball. We did jump around a little bit because we were talking about uh, reveals at Texas Show. Yeah. So okay. uh, yeah. So they are there at. Uh, they will be there at five o'clock on Friday, I believe. So um, I think. Uh, oh no. Um, uh, moving on to Jersey Jack Pinball. Aha, uh-huh, Yes. In the meantime, I'm checking my phone to see if uh, Gary. Uh, but I have no, no missed calls. Uh, my no, phone is on. No. 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 So Gary, uh, we're we're ready for you anytime you want to call. Yeah, don't leave it that long, though, because we, you know, we tend to sort of rush through this stuff, believe it or not, although we're probably going for about half an hour already, but uh, um, we'll keep saying we're going to rush. So let's rush. Uh, yeah, as you say, Jersey Jack no, Pinball. No, not rush. Rush is a stern title. Oh, no, oh, my God. Jersey Jack Pinball. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay, uh, well, let's uh, amble along, then, to Jersey Jack Pinball. And, yes, just today, um, in fact, Actually, just as we were mi- coming... minutes before we yes. started recording... Uh, this pin cost, um, Jersey Jack confirmed after teasing already a little bit with uh, photos of Eric Bernier uh, and the underside of a playfield, uh, 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 a playfield which I'll let you talk about uh, in a in a second. 
uh, they confirmed that their upcoming title will be The Godfather 50 Years. Yeah, and they had um, they had two, two teasers already saying, uh, take your place at the table originally, which uh, made people wonder whether it was a Harry Potter theme or not, because uh, obviously the, the dining hall there at Hogwarts is... Uh, a, a major part of, of uh, activity in those movies and uh, books. But, uh, no, I think uh, people then came to the conclusion it probably is The Godfather. And um, then we saw one saying, take your place at the table on the 3rd of... Oh, on the 7th, I should say, 7th of yeah. March. Yeah. Reading American uh, dates, of course. 3rd third, of 7th, 23. Yeah. So, And uh, in the meantime, it's been confirmed that it will be, the review will be at noon... Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Yep, that's right. On uh, Tuesday, the March the seventh. So, yes. um, so that will be uh, Eastern Standard. It, that'll be six uh, six p.m. European time, five p.m. UK time. For those right. those um, keeping track. So, right. and uh, the the good news. There's good news. It's free. Well, no, uh, uh, <laughs> it's not, no, it's not free. <laughs> oh. But uh, uh, apparently, uh, they have been building the game already. Yeah, in the factory, there will be units available immediately for purchase upon launch. Yeah, games in boxes, ready to ship. Uh, it's right. going to be an amazing day, they say. Uh, are you ready to join the family? Um, Which uh, is uh, very appropriate, and uh, it's interesting. Um, of course, The Godfather is a, uh, a mafia theme uh, franchise, I'd say. Mm, yeah, um, but uh, and, and and well. If you look at the uh, the repertoire of games that Jersey Jack has done, uh, they always said that they are family oriented. Yes, that's right. But what's more fa- family oriented than mafia? <laughs> it's the family. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, one big family. Um, so uh, yeah, it'd be interesting I'm, to see I'm, the treatment I'm, they they give of that because uh, obviously with uh, games like Guns and Roses, they're a little more um, away from that family friendly. Well, what's interesting Idea. is in, in, in the video, the teaser video that, that confirmed Godfather is where that the um, uh, the main melody of the theme music was actually played on an electric guitar, which is different mm-hmm. than it is yes. in the movies. That's so right. it's a little pepper, um, uh, spicy version of, of the uh, of the theme. What did make you wonder whether it was Slash playing it? Oh, well, it might very well be. It was a well, it was a, quite a raunchy electric guitar, and I did wonder. Well, you know, obviously, Slash has got uh, Slash and Eric, Eric Munier, who's uh, designing it. I guess. Yeah. Um, good relationship. Good, good relationship. Uh, yeah. Did he do some music for for this game? Could be. Could be. Very interesting. Very interesting uh, observation, Martin. Thank you for that. Oh, it's pure speculation at the moment, but uh, yeah. that's what we like. No, yeah. no, we don't. We're more about the facts. But anyway, yes, you mentioned about the picture of uh, Eric next to an upside-down playfield, and I saw that, and I immediately looked at that and thought, oh, my God, the sheer amount of cables under that playfield is just, well, it's awful, really. If you had to try and fault-find or uh, if you try and find a, a wire that's off or uh, change a solenoid or change a, a light or anything under that, good luck to you, because I don't fancy that. It's a real rat's nest of, of cables under there. And I'm comparing that to, you know, games like Queen and that we've seen um, underneath the playfield on that. And there's, you know, some, just a few circuit boards or, uh, right. or well, Cactus it, Canyon. It, it might have been a prototype playfield. We don't know that. 
Well, it looks like it's one that was on the production line. And uh, I think a little bit later on, there was another picture of uh, Eric standing next to a a, um, a whole series of those playfields on their rotisseries. And there's still a huge amount of wiring on those games. Maybe okay. not as much, okay. but um, there is well, a lot. Well, they're still in progress of adding more wiring. Well, probably are, yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought... Wow, I, I wouldn't fancy working on that, and I must add yeah. to the weight of the game as well. So I think, well, I, I, I it's, think the, the Facebook page of uh, Jersey Jack Pimble also mentioned that the, this game has like uh, 4,501 different parts in it. Right, is that is that a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure whether, <laughs> well, it keeps the workers busy on the line, I suppose. Well, as I say, it's um. It's the one part you haven't got that's the most important part of the game. So if you've got 4,501 of them and you've only got 4,500 yeah. parts in stock, yeah. the game doesn't so, get made. I, I wonder if there's going to be any special uh, uh, promotions uh, if you want to buy the game. Um, what, at, at a show? Or? No, I'm, I'm waiting for an offer. Uh, oh, <laughs> very good. Yes. Oh, Oh dear! It's come to that, is it? Right. Well, okay. I guess what happens after sixty of these uh, pin casts? Yeah. Still no Gary, by the way. No. Oh, okay. Well, you obviously found a better offer then. Uh, but uh, the, obviously, we were an offer he could refuse. Anyway, um, moving on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm scrolling up back uh, 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 to the top of the list. Um, smaller companies now, not so much news, but uh, we'll we'll tackle them uh, one by one. Chicago Gaming. Ah, yes. Well, we okay. were permanently talking about rumours with them. Um, I hear they're still having production problems with uh, Catch's Candy and Limited Edition. They're still very slow at producing those. Right. Um, no inside information as to why that is or uh, what's likely to change about it, but um, it seems to be some some parts that they are unable to or uh, finding tr- difficulty in sourcing, if we put it that way. Right, okay. So and, uh, that's a shame because a lot of people bought the game and a lot of people want the game. But, well, you know, it's a great game. So, Anticipation uh, is also a present, I suppose. It is, but uh, how long do you wait? You're waiting two years for a game since ordering it. Well, yeah. All these other games come and go. It's nothing. The plus I've, I've been waiting eight years for a game and I still haven't <laughs> well, that's got That's true. It. On the plus side, you know, like you, uh, your price was locked in at the time that you ordered it. True. So uh, when it actually does arrive, it will probably be a bargain. Um, by the time it arrives, it's probably... Uh, at least worth double what I paid for it. Yeah, there you go. So uh, it's an appreciating asset, even though it doesn't actually exist yet. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Um, so we don't discuss rumors, but here's uh-huh. one. Um, th- this is actually the same rumor that was already going around uh, when we had Pinball Expo in October. Uh, yeah, where Chicago, g- uh, yeah uh, Chicago Gaming is uh, supposedly... Um, uh, the contract manufacturer for Raw Thrills, who designed a Pulp Fiction-themed uh, pinball machine, which was uh, apparently uh, su- supposed to be revealed at Pinball Expo, 
nothing happened. And uh, now we had the same thing for uh, Texas Pinball Festival. I think we also almost covered this last time as well, didn't we? We were speculating on uh, on Mark Ritchie's um, professional relationship with Ed Van Levine and the fact they've done games before, prototype games or samples yeah. or Cosmic concept chaos. games yes, yes. in the past. And uh, Texas would be a good place to reveal that. But you know, we got no confirmation of that yet. Oh. And um, if um, Chicago Gaming are struggling for parts for their own games, maybe they're not in a position to be making games for other people yet. Right. So Yeah. But, anyway, we'll see. but, there, but there is a relationship between Raw Thrills and Chicago Gaming as uh, Raw Thrills is, uh, of course, de- uh, uh, designing... Uh, arcade video games mm-hmm. uh, which are usually manufactured or at least the cabinets are manufactured yep. by Chicago Gaming. Yeah, or Churchill Cabinets. I don't know whether we, yeah, which particular company of, of yeah, those actually does it. But the good news is that uh, in, names, in, our, building. in our next uh, pincast, our 61st, which we'll look back at the uh, the month of March, which we're currently in, uh, we will be able to tell you whether or not uh, Pulp Fiction was indeed revealed at the Texas Pinball Show. Right, festival. So, anyway, and the uh, what we do know is uh, people have seen photos of the game. It's a single level game uh, by demand of Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Yeah, it has to look like uh, 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 an 80s type uh, pinball machine. So, yeah, although there were obviously um, multi level games in the 80s, but anyway. Uh, yeah, well, so yeah. Oh well, let's not get into that. It is what it is, um, and uh, hopefully we we'll get to see it before too much longer. Um, right. So. Tune in uh, next month and find out whether or not um, it was revealed or not. Yeah. So now, uh, talking about things we'd like to see, mm. um, let's switch on to uh, home pin. In oh yeah. Taiwan. Yeah. Um, because one thing that we haven't seen uh, for quite some time is uh, this is Spinal Tap. Uh, and in our previous uh, pincast, our 59th, um, I quoted uh, Mike Kalinowski, who responded um, to me uh, after questions I asked about uh, how come we haven't seen uh, this is Spinal Tap. But uh, since then, we've had uh, Chinese New Year. Mm. They had a big, big holiday there, didn't they? Where yeah. People were, so, were stopped working for a long time. Yeah, so the only news that we got is uh, a couple of pictures of uh, drop target brackets and the new soldering extraction system. At the, uh, yeah, the home pin factory in Taiwan, but absolutely nothing about uh, Spinal Tap game, about its availability, whether it's um, back in production, where when it will be in production, or where we'll be able to play it. I mean, it's still at the uh, Las Vegas Pinball Hall of Fame. If uh, if you're headed that way or going to be over there, that will give you a chance to play it. But as far as I know, that's um, probably about the only place we can play it, play it publicly outside of uh, any specific shows. And we don't know of any more shows where it's going to be appearing yet. Yeah, although I would suggest the Texas Pinball Festival. <laughs> well, you think so, wouldn't you? But, uh, you know, if there are no, no games, then, you know, is it going to be there? Are the only the only games they're only built to. Then um, we know there were two in uh, Australia um, for the Pintastic um, Pinfest. Well, yeah. th- th- that one game got to the Pinball Hall of Fame. So yeah, there might there might be more. 
Well, let's not speculate, but uh, be nice to be able to see one at Texas show, or indeed at the uh, the Midwest Gaming Classic the, the uh, following weekend, which right, will be so. uh, around about the same time we will be doing our next pincast. But yeah, uh, so. now, speaking of timing, mm, as we were earlier on. Yes, I mean just it's not a stab or anything, but. Um, if you're this is Spinal Tap and you're up against Foo Fighters, I'm not sure I like the uh, the position of Spinal Tap at this point. Uh, Could still be a fun game, different, uh, diff- diff- different music, different band. Um, so don't get me wrong, I don't want to uh, uh, knock down uh, this is Spinal Tap, but looks like Stern went all out with uh, Foo Fighters and not sure whether that's the case with uh, this is Spinal Tap. Well, Spinal Tap is obviously a very different type of theme, music-based. It's a band, um, band pin, but it's also more about the the humour, I would like to think, in in the game. Uh, We don't know, I I, I would think um, Foo Fighters would have quite a lot of humour in it as well, but of different, different type more cartoony type humor whereas um as we know uh, spinal tap is more is based on the film so right. it's, it's going to be live you know, actors and, and clips from the film whereas um foo fighters is all uh all custom made animations for the game right. so uh yeah a, a different oh, well. feel but uh, and of course there's a we don't know what the prices are going to be either because... Oh, yeah, no, when, that might be very competitive. Yeah, when um, Thunderbirds came out, that was a very, very competitive price on the game. Um, not a great game. I don't think anybody's going to suggest it was. But it was, uh, it was good, good value. And uh, is, um, is Spinal Tap going to be similar or not? That's what we'll, uh, we'll wait to see. Uh, prices have gone up you know, globally since then how much will that be impacted on um on home pin yeah, yeah, and, okay, and their, yeah. their products yep. so so my phone lit up but no no gary no okay so, um, uh, any any minute now yeah so, in sure. the meantime yes. um pinball adventures ah, canada yes yes canada factory that's what we're talking about for. a company that might be looking for a spot to launch their game how about the texas pinball festival um, I don't believe they have a seminar booked, but that may change. And um, it's not exactly their closest show either, being in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But um, you think Midwest Gaming Classic would be uh, more appropriate for that, or even Expo. Right. Um, but um, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for Pully Factory to make an appearance. I've been waiting <laughs> for a game like you. Yes. Well, all we get is more Instagram pictures (laughs) and and videos, and uh, this time we've got more this month, uh, including a video showing the instruction card for Bunny Factory. So, if you want to know how to play the game, if you ever do get to see one, then you can uh, go to Instagram, search for Pimple Adventures, and you will be able to watch their video. You will be able to watch a video of uh, Andrew as well. Um, revealing that he has six children, apparently. And a dog. And a dog, yeah. And uh, and no pinballs, it would seem. Yeah. And then it still looks like the the, the, the play fields are being put together in the offices. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be all negative about it, because there's some good news, because I did get to, get to uh, see the, uh, the play field for Elements, 
which is the second game, which is the following, game. if we ever get yeah, to if we follow. get the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it may end up being the first game, I don't know. But uh, I'm, I'm sure Pilot Factory will get made, but uh, I suspect it will be in, in very limited quantities. But Elements looks say. like a, a much more interesting playfield and um, has, has a lot more potential. Um, for um, interesting rules and, and features on the on the playing field, I'll say no more at the moment because I don't want to preempt um, how it might end up turning out. But uh, that would be my my best bet for uh, Pinball Adventures. I think it's probably one of the one of the better games. And I was also surprised to see um, that they are. I think they're still going ahead with. Is it Sushi Factory? Is that one of their games? Sushi Mania. Sushi Mania, correct, yeah. I thought that had been canned, as it were, uh, been dropped because of... Uh, canned sushi, that's yeah, good. Yeah, I know. Because um, of um, sort of um, stereotypical racial overtones to the artwork or the theme. Oh, come on. Those are the funniest. Well, maybe. Once. I mean, I don't want to be sound like a racist, but... Um, too late. If 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 yeah, well, <laughs> if if certain type of people have certain characteristics mm-hmm. uh, uh, in their appearance, um, I'm not saying you should make fun of it, but um, well, also, there it's, is it's not not necessarily stereotypical. It could just be a character. Right. Doesn't 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 necessarily that imply that uh, all people of of that race or um, have the same characteristics. You know, no, I mean, exactly. So thank God we're not all like us. You know? No, there's already too many. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah so. Anyway, so well, I was, I was anyway, just yeah, that game okay. is it appears to be going ahead. So I, I thought it had been dropped. I didn't think it was on the well, list of upcoming titles. But excuse, uh, there is a play for, for it. Okay, um, great, but let's first see when we get to see the first two games. Yes, I know. Um, but it's nothing I like mean, planning ahead. Yeah, okay. So, uh, from one small company to another, uh, Pedretti Gaming, although they merge with uh, Pinball Brothers, um, you have some news on that as well. Yes, um, I think I can safely say that the next um, 2.0 game is going to be announced within the next uh, week or two. Probably, okay, probably and two weeks. And two point, uh, to explain to our listeners, 2.0 game, uh, we mean a, uh, a new version of a uh, Williams System 11 uh, title uh, with a new display panel, uh, display speakers, upgrade kits. Uh, so you still have the same play field, but complete new rule set for uh, such games. Yeah, it's um, as we know, Pedretti brought out um, a Funhouse 2.0 kit called yeah. uh, Rudy's Nightmare, right. and this is their second such kit. The first, um, the first one um, included a, a playfield monitor, which replaced the the mirror that was on the Funhouse, and um, as well as a new speaker panel with a, an LCD display, back glass. Um, various um, decals, I think, um, in, a, in a cabinet, artwork, things like that. Yeah. And um, so the... Um, and, and a topper, of course, came out for that as well um, Recently, afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there's, uh, there's a new version, uh, a new game, getting the 2.0 treatment. Uh, I expect that to be available at the Texas Pinball Festival for people Which to enjoy. 
Well, that we'll have to wait and see. But um, it should be, the, the details of it should be announced, I say, in um, next next week or two. I think subject to uh, I think they want to have a a clear gap where nobody else is announcing games at the same time. Oh, well, now, that's going to be difficult. Well, it is now that um, Jersey Jack have just announced they're going to be announcing their. Um, uh, Godfather game or revealing the Godfather game on the seventh. So and the Texas show starts on the twenty third. So I'm guessing a couple of weeks time. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's still a couple of days left that nobody's announcing. Again, so far. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? You know. Who knows? Yeah. So but we've still got um, see whether Multimorphic are going to announce their game as well. So there's right. there's a lot going on, but. Um, Exciting times. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very exciting, and uh, it's a, it's a bit of a rush. I don't. I don't. Can't remember having this kind of um, sheer number of different game announcements within a space of a few weeks. Everybody well, seems to be hurrying I mean, to get them ready to, for the Texas show. In the eighties, this was common common industry. In the sense, that it was very normal, but we didn't cover the pinball industry like we do now. Back then. True, yeah. Um, but how many manufacturers were there back then? Well, we had Belly, we had Williams, we had Gottlieb, we had uh, smaller ones like Game Plan. Um, uh, yeah, well, I suppose those those launches would have been even, more even, around even, uh, industry events rather than um, true collector true. shows. But but no. they were doing like four, five, six games a year. Some of them. Some were, yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, I mean, uh, if Belly was doing five games a year and uh, Williams was doing, that's already 10 games a year. And then Gottlieb did two or three. Um, and then the smaller ones had at least one. Yeah, I don't think, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I suspect they didn't have the same kind of, um, make the same kind of fuss about the reveals that they did because they were they were well, more not, to the industry than they were to the right. collectors so they would yes. have been uh, in the trade magazines and um, and newspapers and things like that and uh, and through distributor promotions rather than you know big internet launches which because uh, right as that didn't exist right so anyway yeah uh, getting back to yeah, uh, to, to, to <laughs> yes that's right um i think we pretty much oh yes we were and we could we could talk about uh, something we mentioned before, which is about a Big Bang Bar remake. Which it's... actually we didn't mention that before, but well, we mentioned it. I think we mentioned it um, in more vague terms, but I, th- I think it's it's um, sort of firming up now that Pedretti might be the company that uh, would be involved in making that game if it were to be remade. Now, I know. No information that um, it's any more likely to be made now than it has been in the past year. Um, but um, it's—I don't think, from what I've heard, that um, there's going to be any movement on that anytime soon. Okay, I think it's uh, a bit locked down in uh, uh, in um, sorting out the detail shall we say. Uh, okay. uh, and until then, everything seems to be on hold. So, no, don't expect that to be uh, revealed imminently. That's all I would say about that. Right. Okay. So, um, do you have anything uh, to add about, about that? Uh, I hear lots of things. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Good. Good. Uh, talking about hearing lots of things, any any uh, phone lighting up or anything yet? No, no. Yeah? Okay, no. we're not hearing Gary, that. Gary, any time is, okay. is good, you know, we're, we're waiting for you. Well, it's so we're, Actually, we're stalling here to get you on, That's, so... Well, don't make it too obvious. Yes. Okay. Well, let's, um, let's not stop stalling and move on to uh, Dutch Pinball and uh, some news from them. Yep. Good they news, is it? The, uh, well, that depends on the way you look at it. Uh, apparently, the, uh, the the price for a new Big Lebowski has increased uh, by $500. Oh. So the game now costs 13500 at Coin Taker. I think someone should go, how much? But uh, that's... What? <laughs> that's more your uh, your realm of responsibility. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad I was able to, to well, at least buy the illusion of uh, ever owning one. <laughs> yeah, 13000 oh, That's a lot of money. Yeah, but um, it is considered one of the best games of the past decade, I would say. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, it's and, got uh, stiff competition be, now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No. No argument there. Um, but that—that's actually the only news from uh, from Dutch Pinball. I didn't get a chance to reach out to Barry, um, so I don't know whether he would have any news. If there is, then I'll make sure to uh, uh, n- note it down in the uh, Pinball Magazine newsletter. Yes, we're waiting which for will that. Will be co- coming coming out shortly, uh, covering uh, six weeks of uh, uh, Pinball news. Wow! It'll be more like a book. <laughs> okay, right. I'm going to summarize a lot of it, so it's not going to be uh, that 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 lengthy of a read. So. Okay. Um, so. Well, talking of sagas, um, let's just touch on the, the deep root pinball um, story, which um, nothing much is happening with that, as uh, tends to be the case these days. But uh, there is a civil case against uh, Robert Mueller. Um, owner of uh, the whole Deep Root uh, family of companies um, that's coming to court in October or scheduled to come to court in October whether it will or not you know, these legal procedures can, can easily be pushed back um, there's a new um, a new fraud specialist has been brought in by the SEC um, in, a, uh, in the case against Robert to advise them uh, apparently somebody who's uh, had a lot of good results in uh, so we say similar cases, uh, but is he going to uh, the specialist? Is he going to be in Robert's corner no. or the SEC's? No, corner? definitely SEC's case uh, corner uh, it, uh, to help them in their case against him. Okay, um, and um, I think I mentioned um, maybe it was last month, or if not the month before, about um, how the. The bankruptcy attorney had been, or in fact, um, yeah, I think it was a bankruptcy attorney, had been going after some of the advisors who had been selling deep root funds, uh, or at least um, one one particular company, in order to get some money back from them, and they'd been uh, be forced to repay a significant amount. Well, apparently they're going after any financial advisors who sold investments in deep root funds in order to make to recover the commission that they were paid as part of the bankruptcy um, settlement so that the, those who are owed money can get that back. So okay. uh, that's about all the news I have from uh, Deep Root Pinball this month. Um, 
So we should uh, probably move on to, well, I don't know. There's not an awful lot more more news around, but... Uh, no, uh, well, we, we listed all the companies. We have uh, Bitronic in Spain, um, who are not very communicative, I would say, regarding their uh, the production of their Superhoop game, or uh, Tokyo Perfect Drift, for that matter, mm-hmm. which is supposed to follow up uh, the Superhoop game. Um, SDR Pinball, I don't think we should even mention anymore because they used to be a contract manufacturer and they only built like half a game and that was it. <laughs> uh, Quetzal Pinball, uh, well, still related to, uh, to Bitronic, mm-hmm. I'd say, but yeah. no news uh, there. Um, you have some news from Haggis Pinball, I believe. Um, well, there was, there was a, a, a bit of a concern, I should say, that people weren't getting their games at all for a while. And that maybe there were there were bigger problems with um, with the company, but um, it's the good news that people are still getting their games, albeit very slowly. I think they too, as we've we've seen from other companies, are having problems with the uh, supply of electronics and um, and the and the and very large increases in the price of uh, some of the components. I know uh, quite a lot of the circuit boards, um, if you can get them, have, have doubled or tripled in price. Which uh, obviously puts a bit of a squeeze on your margins when you're when you're selling or you price your game at a certain level when you first sell it, and then suddenly find that uh, halfway through or even you know ten percent through your run, or the price of all your components has doubled, then suddenly you haven't you haven't got the money, or you're not making any money on your games anymore. Right. Well, that's the tricky part of having a production run that lasts like an hour, a year or a yeah. year and a half. Well, not having the, the sufficient funds to buy all your parts up front right. should be the other way of doing it, of hedging against that. Or having some kind of insurance, but uh, you know, I think this is a fairly small-scale production and they're not really into, into doing that at, at this stage. But hopefully lessons learned and hopefully it hasn't impacted so badly on them that uh, they're unable to continue. But as I say, people do seem to be getting their games, albeit very slowly. So congratulations to those people who have been getting their uh, their Fathom re- Oh, yeah, games. it's a beautiful game if you get one. Yeah, everybody who seems to get them, or well, gets them, seem to be overwhelmed by the quality of the build. So uh, all power to Haggis. Hope they keep pumping out games. Hope they can pick up speed. And uh, good luck to those people who have ordered. Right. Oh, I thought so. oh, you're pausing because your phone was ringing. No, no, no. Oh, okay, all right. No, uh, no, no. Okay, it's still on, by the way, and it's, it's not like it. No, no, no. We will know. Well, no, it hasn't crashed or doing an update or anything. No, no, we've no, had no, that, no, that no, happen no. in the past, you know. Oh, yeah, we've had the weird stuff happen. With oh, Gary. no. Well, there you go. Well, I'm sure we we will in the future as well. Um, so um, we can do a special episode on that. <laughs> you do a highlight or lowlights. I don't know whether it would be. Um, so uh, we we haven't mentioned about um, Circus Maximus yet. Um, I think you you found some news there. Um, well, apparently, well, okay, Circus Maximus is apparently working, or is working on the uh, remake of Kingpin. Um, uh, the only news that, that uh, surfaced on uh, Nap Arcade, um, kudos to them for uh, for finding this out by doing a search on uh, trademarks, is that uh, a, a Dutch person apparently uh, filed a trademark uh, for the term kingpin, uh, for the use on pinball and clothing, um, and that's about all we know. 
Hmm. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean, you and I have both heard. I think it's fair to say that I, I don't want to call them rumours, but suggestions that Circus Maximus actually don't have the right to make the Kingpin game. They don't have the license for it. Uh, well, the, the license—it's uh, a Capcom title, and um, apparently, um, there is, uh, when Capcom stopped their pinball division, um, lots of things were lost, including records of who owns what, and um, uh, so that means uh, many people can claim that they have rights. Um, and I'm not sure whether that is going to make things easier or difficult or... Well, I think it, it makes things more difficult because you have to make you have to cover all your bases. You have to make sure that if you do sell this game, that somebody's not going to come after you later and say, hang on, I had the rights to that and uh, I'm going to sue you. Because, right. you know, even if they haven't, the fact that they sue you means you've then got to put up a defense and pay lawyers and all that kind of stuff and who wants yeah. to go through all that. You know, we're basically getting back to the whole um, Big Bang Bar situation again you know if it's all unclear who owns what the easiest and the best thing to do is nothing isn't it because if you do anything you're you're going to put yourself in the firing line for uh, for a lawsuit from someone so uh, yeah. unfortunately in this case, uh, regarding to kingpin you might be better off calling the game pin king <laughs> Yeah, and uh, they get sued uh, by the, whoever thinks they own the rights to the playfield design, or although you claimed you can't copyright a playfield design. Right. Apparently not. So um. yeah, I mean, it's um, you always get to the point where you wonder whether it's worth pursuing all these old titles and just, you just move on, design new stuff. You know. Um, yeah. Well. Things have changed. Uh, Technology has moved on. You can have a lot more assets in the game than you could back then. Do you want to keep making s stuff from the past? Although it seems to be doing uh, pretty well for uh, Chicago. There, there is definitely a market. So There is. Yeah. And, and if you're a, uh, a startup company, um, you don't have to invent the wheel yourself uh, entirely, although it's quite a process to actually get an existing game in production. So. Is especially if you have to start from uh, from zero. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know. So let's move on. So. Anyway, um, so other yeah. news. I've got some other yes. news. Other news. I got an email from um, uh, Cardona Pinball Designs. Oh, plural. Um, I like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, you might uh, be familiar with. Um, a, um, a re-theme of No Good Gophers from a couple of years ago, which was uh, yes, uh, called... Yes, uh, that rings a bell. A bell. I mean, uh, yeah. Battle for the Green. Um, and uh, that had an LCD with some uh, uh, animations with a bear and... Oh, uh, God, yes. They were pretty, as far as I recall, they were pretty, pretty ropey animations at the time. Um... Well, maybe that was a, a prototype. I'm not judging. <laughs> so um, it wasn't production but, quality then. Um, yeah. Anyway, so um, the Battle for the Green kits uh, apparently are now for sale with uh, Planetary Pinball. Oh, okay. So it's been licensed. Okay. I suppose so. Yes. And uh, I have no idea how they managed to do that, but. Um, 
I don't need to know. Um, and uh, there's a, um, uh, a website you can go to, um, uh, which is cardonapinball.com, um, which has uh, the uh, uh, the game for sale, or the uh, the kit, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kit includes a, um, a speaker panel with uh, two four-inch speakers, and an industrial uh, 15.6-inch monitor, uh, LCD, that is, I suppose. Mm, that's a big uh, monitor. With, mm. with, with the uh, associated uh, cabling, mm-hmm. a fast interface controller board, uh, which uh, needs to be uh, installed uh, at the location of the uh, CPU of the game, which is going to be replaced. So, um, A CPU panel that includes uh, fast audio and accessory controller uh, and associated cabling to be installed in the removed audio video board locations. And so basically you're ending up with uh, taking out your board set yeah. and replacing it with a... With the fast uh, pinball right. system. Right, yeah. So, and, which and is, which is uh, mandatory now, I think, for uh, version 2.0 games, yeah. isn't it? So you also get a power supply and a fuse block with associated cabling. Uh, and the f- uh, and last but not least, a full set of apron instruction cards. I think that's probably least, but yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, and there's a note as well. If you're in Europe and you think, oh, that's cool, or Australia for that matter, um, apparently the kit can only be sold in uh, the United States due to the uh, uh, 110 volts uh, power that this kit needs to run on. It doesn't run on two twenty volts, apparently. Oh right. Well, presumably, uh, I guess you could install a step down transformer. Uh, no idea. Within yeah, the no. game somewhere, um, I think it. I think it's. I read it. It said you. It plugs into the service outlet, which obviously wasn't a standard feature on all games. But if it, if it uses mains power, it can be. It could be wired in. I'm sure it can. And. Uh, be there are plenty of uh, ways of getting 110 or 120 volts, um, 20 volt supplies um, to power this kind of thing. So, right. but if you do that kind of thing, I suppose it probably won't be covered under any kind of warranty. But uh, so, how much does this thing cost? Um, minus one dollar, uh, two thousand oh, dollars, one thousand okay. nine nine nine. So. Uh, yeah, and um, um, for me, uh, I, uh, it's been too long since I watched the video of uh, of this kit, uh, but it's out there on YouTube. Uh, it's actually also on the Cardona Pinball website. So, if you're interested, take a look at that. Uh, if you want to upgrade your No Good Gophers game, mm, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah. Um, now Cardona, that sounds a little bit Italian, <laughs> and it, as it happens, oh, that's a bit of a stretch. Uh, <laughs> but go on. We're all Don't want to race. sound too racist, but but I have some news uh, from uh, Italy. Um, there is actually a new pinball museum uh, opening in Italy. There is. Yes, uh, and um, uh, one of the people behind it is uh, Alessio Cristantemi from uh, Gioco News, uh, who re- uh, has a, uh, a printed publication which is more for uh, uh, the uh, amusement industry, I would say. And gaming, and gambling. And gaming, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. So, 
um, uh, he's very enthusiastic about uh, pinball still. Mm. Uh, whenever he's in Europe, he's always, uh, or whenever, well, Italy is in Europe, but whenever he's doing a trade show outside of Italy, he's always asking whether I'm coming as well. And uh, very nice uh, uh, person. Absolutely, yeah. We always get on well yeah. with Alessio. And he was at the EAG show as well. Yeah, um, his publication had a stand there. And uh, as I understand it, this uh, this new museum is a sort of combination of pinball museum and modern art museum too. Ooh. So um, I think it's uh, it's it, it's in a, a, a what was previously a school building, and um, I think they probably got about thirty machines. And at the moment, they're going to be have big plans for what it is. I was talking to Alessio about it. And uh, says they're going to be doing a lot of educational programs there. They have have a teaching classroom. They are going to they, every game um, has a QR code on it where you can scan it and find out a lot more information about it. And um, yes, I think they're uh, they're certainly sort of doing a sort of community reach into schools and colleges there to teach them all about the science, technology, um, and uh, mathematics elements of uh, a pinball and the history of uh, of them and their relevance to popular culture at the time so i think yeah it's a nice nice start and i think they, have, they do have big plans for what they want to do with it so uh, okay. oh, the only question of then. course is whereabouts initially is it oh yeah i was hoping uh, you were going to say <laughs> <laughs> ah right okay well i will then have to have a look at my emails and um, and tell you that it is in um, um, Tur- Turney in Umbria, which is not too far from Rome. Ah, um, okay. So that's the uh, middle of Italy. Uh, it's in a, a, a splendid tourist resort characterised by the Marmore Falls, which is a unique place. Um, and it's been uh, done in uh, collaboration with the local municip- municipality um, and uh, the Umbria region and the Italian Ministry of Culture. So uh, it's got good backing, and hopefully it'll be a big success. So if you're in uh, the Umbria region and want to go and see the museum, it's in Terni, uh, T-E-R-N-I. So the Pinball uh, and Modern Art Museum. Good luck to them. Okay, Okay. yeah, exactly. Good luck to them. So, and, um, okay, so um, I have one last note. Is that something you want to cover? Um, Yes, um, I think we mentioned it before that... um, Port former uh, pinball designer John Trudeau was um, due to be up for a parole hearing in I think October or November of this year. Well, apparently, that um, it happened earlier, and he's been granted parole and uh, is, has been moved to a halfway house in preparation for uh, f- full release. So, uh, more than that, we don't know. But um, looks like he is out of prison at the moment, and uh, yeah, well, good for him. Well, fingers crossed, um, he uh, keeps his nose clean, as they say, and uh, and can move on, uh, as indeed we all can. Right, okay. Um, I suppose that rounds it up for our 60th uh, episode. It does, with no Gary. Still no Gary. Still no Gary. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Um, we. You know what's going to happen, what's... don't you? As soon as we say goodbye, the phone's going to ring. But... <laughs> <laughs> you just know it. I, and I'm gonna let it ring. Sorry, <laughs> yes, but, I'm, but we will. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's uh, half past one. Uh, uh, yes, I think in the in, morning, at night, yes. and uh, my alarm is going at eight a.m. 
So, um, yeah, we all have to get on. So, anyway, thank you, anyway, anyway Jonathan, and thank you to yeah. everybody for listening to this uh, 60th anniversary pincast from uh, Pinball Magazine. Pinball oh, it's News. not our anniversary, it's not well, like we've done it for 60, not 60 years. years. It feels like 60 years, but no, it's, it's uh, <laughs> six, I think 60 pincasts is worth celebrating. So, uh, any. Uh, Gifts yeah, we missed 50. Sorry about send that. Our way will be gr- gratefully received. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you can also bring them to Texas Pitbull Festival, where we hope to be in person. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I certainly will be, and I, I hope you will be there with me as well. So, uh, if we don't get to see you there, we will see you, well, we'll speak to you again uh, at the beginning of April, where we'll be looking back at that show and all the things that happened in the pinball world throughout this month of March. And it's looking like it's going to be a really packed. I was going uh, to say, this is going to well, be a very exciting month. It is, yes. yeah. So join us for that if uh, we don't get to see you before then. So until then, from me, Martin Ever Pinball News, I will wish you a very enjoyable March. And uh, from me, Jonathan Houston, editor of uh, Pinball Magazine as well. Okay, so we'll see you next time. Until then, bye-bye. Thank you, bye. Is that Gary? Ha, ha, ha.